All right, everybody, at this time, I want to welcome you to your one-stop shop for all things music, sports, entertainment, and so much more. Much more. I want to welcome you to the Fourth Wall Cast. Cast. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Today, Junior. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Right here. Introducing your Prescriptions for your pop culture consumption. Let's give it up for Doc Oz. I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel. Silence! What happened? Get in my belly! Belly! Next, they call him the third man in the booth, but he is number one in your hearts. Here's Sparky. What if we leave? Then you're wrong. Truth is, I am right now. And now, at this time, introducing to you the host with the most, the baby face of podcasting. Let's make some noise for J.C. Bones. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. That doesn't make sense. No, myself is an artist. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear. It's time to make it pop with the fourth wall cast. He said that he's got the clap. And what up, fam? Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things sports, music, entertainment, and so much more. Welcome to the Fourth Wall Cast. Be sure to check us out right here every Sunday on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. I am your host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, JC Bones. And as always, I'm accompanied by the best tag team partners in the whole world. Introducing first... Our Weird Al Yankovic look-alike, ladies and gentlemen, Doc Haas. Doc, how are those blisters on your feet? <laughs> they're um, they're not very comfortable. I've popped two of them since oh, I returned. Ew. Nice. Ew. Well, I mean, it's it's it's. I look at blisters like this. You either keep them and and it, and. They're annoying and it takes longer for them to go away. Or you pop them and it hurts a little more, but it's you get yourself re- re-healed quicker. You know, and I, I'll, I'll take the quick pain and, and and the quick exit any day of the week. I would trust what he's saying, Johnny, because he is the doctor. And also, isn't it so much fun to watch, like, the blisters, like, ooze all the stuff out of it? Like a well, water bed. in the shower. Like so. a water bed. Yeah. They're like, yeah, water like beds. <laughs> And that's it. We have lost every follower we ever had because of this conversation, which is not that many right now. So, stop, stop, stop. First of all, unlike you people, I put my blisters in the shower. I don't try to turn them into Old Faithful. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, fam, if you've made it this far into the show, let me introduce to you our third host. He's the third man in the booth, number one in your hearts. And our engineer for the night, yeah, coming man. to you live from Fourth Wall Studios, Dirty, Dirty, Dirty South. Ladies and uh, gentlemen. Dirty Central, asshole. Dirty. You live in what? South what Jersey. You Will you stop, dude? You live in South There's Jersey. There's no way in hell. You live south of me, and dude, I'm in South Jersey. You are Jersey. south of Tom's River, and Tom's River is like the closest thing you can south. baby right, call Central. Right, Once you get right. south of Tom's River, that's it. You're done. There's no more gray zone. Oh, wow. <laughs> The all bleed right. zone is done at Tom's yeah. River, dude. Come on. All right. And there's Whatever. some that say, and there's some that say the bleed zone's done at Lakewood and Brick. All right. Tom's fine, River fine. is generous. Bones, introduce me. And ladies and gentlemen, 
It's that guy, Johnny Smarks. Hello, everyone. How are you? Apparently, I live in South Jersey now. Just look at a map. Look at a fucking map. You quite obviously live in the southern part of the state. All right, I live in the southern part of the state. Your eyes not work properly. I am not ready to accept it. (laughs) I'm not there. Oh, man. You're a piney. That's fine. You know what? I'm going to go start my own podcast. Oh, wait. I did. You you already did. Ladies and gentlemen, please, every Tuesday... Getting grilled. Getting grilled. Getting grilled. Every Tuesday on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Hear me interview very interesting people. <laughs> Hopefully, like they're all more interesting than you are, Johnny. They, they <laughs> all are. Trust me. I, I listen. I've recorded a couple episodes already uh, this week, and they are by far some of the best conversations I've ever had. Like your just, questions better be interesting. I think they are. I, I threw some curveballs in there. We uh. I did one yesterday with our very good friend uh, James Doyle, and Doyle. I think I threw him for two loops, and he he came back with some great answers. Guys, seriously, like I Doyle's love witty. That makes sense. He's witty, but I mean, we you know we all are, and he's you know we all have a story. Well, he's wittier than we are. I'm not witty. <laughs> all right, well then you won't be on the podcast. But listen, um, it, it's it's just really cool to have conversation. You know, we all have time right now, and um. It's actually pretty cool that like some of the people I have interviewed have been pretty thankful that you know I'm doing this. It's it you know, people need stuff to do and people have a lot of cool things they're into that you might not know. So, right. Hey I, Bones, I'm doing it. Bones, has he interviewed? Has he interviewed you yet? Not yet. No, he hasn't even asked. He has He has He hasn't interviewed me. He hasn't no. interviewed me. Either. He hasn't even asked. Yeah. I did ask. Both I didn't of even you. T- he he kind of asked me in a group text. He kind of yeah, asked me in a group text to get other people. No, I I did ask you in a group, and James Doyle thought it was an invite. I got him on right away. Mm. You want to be a guest asshole? Fine. Get ready. I'm going to grill you. I don't want to be on the show, Doc. What about you? I'm going to grill you. Only if he grills me hard. <laughs> oh, this is getting nasty. It better be hard. Hard. Le- le- leave the leave the lube at home. Oh my god! <laughs> We're going all in. Uh, you know what? I don't want to be on the show anymore. Oh man. Well, listen, guys. My appearance know. only comes with lube. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, on that on that same uh, gesture though of you know Johnny's show being uh, interviewing all these people from all different walks of life, we're gonna have quite the vast. Uh, grouping of content for our show today. We're talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe, NFL Draft, talking about some WWE money in the bank. And you know what? I want to start off with Doc. Let's hear about your personal journey today. Oh, God. Why there there are blisters on my feet? Yeah, why there are blisters on your feet and through the mountains that actually do exist in New Jersey. Through the mountains, the the small hills, the small mountains, big hills, I like to call them. The grassy knoll. No, not grass. Oh, believe you me. If it was grass, my feet feel a lot better right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, preface to all this, the biggest update I have in my news is, um, so, two of my Ken friends from college, um, my good friend Steve Solinsky and my other friend Michelangelo Kieran Alley, where Steve lives in LA, Mike lives in Brooklyn, where all three of us are avid hikers, and we have been planning a, a California hiking trip for about the past year. So we did all our permits a couple months ago. We did one for Half Dome, which is in Yosemite Park, which is mm-hmm. a 18-mile out-and-back hike that also involved, at the end involves climbing up cables, 
like off up the side of like a flat or a, a rounded rock, if I can describe it to you and you can visualize. Okay. Anyway, I got a permit for that. So did my friend Mike. They were for July 31st and August 1st. We also applied for Mount Whitney. Only Steve got a Mount Whitney permit originally, and it wasn't until like the end of October. So it was like, okay, before we decide on one of these two dates, let's wait until the Mount Whitney, like the people who didn't take, who didn't like, like people who got picked, like who, who picked in the Mount Whitney lottery at first, people deny it too. Okay. You know, so we had to wait for the denials to do, especially with COVID, a lot more people were denying probably than normal. So mm-hmm. yesterday, yesterday we're sitting online May 1st when it came out and we got a date for Mount Whitney. Um, by the way, lit fam who's listening, who, who need to, who want to know Mount Whitney is the highest peak in the lower 48 it is over 14,000 feet above sea level. And nice. yours truly, Michelangelo and Steve will be climbing it on September 2nd of this year. Officially. Nice. We uh, knocked that all out yesterday. <laughs> so, and so that means back to training, which I, I could actually start training again because New Jersey opened the parks today for the first time in three weeks, which was progress. Awesome. Progress. progress. So here's yep. where my day comes in. Uh, I, I was excited to go. I went to bed early last night. At 2.45 in the morning, I woke up, and that was it. I wasn't going back to sleep. And I was out the door by 4 o'clock in the morning, oh, and wow. I was on the mountain by 6 in the morning, and I was on the trail. I went to the Appalachian Trail, and my original plan was to go to High Point, but I read the uh, the itinerary I was looking at wrong. I didn't realize it was the High Point hike I was looking at was a one-way for 19 miles. Not a there and back for 19 miles. So I had to improvise. And throughout my improvising, <laughs> my phone eventually died. And at Stokes Forest, which is where I ended up, there's two blue... It's one of those issues where there's two blue trails right next to each other. Oh, I hate guess that. who took the wrong blue trail. Uh-huh. This, this was not the hike to do that on because I was already put... Personal best all time is like 15 miles, just mm-hmm. under 15. So I was like, I'm already pushing past that. And, man, I'm getting those last, like, four miles, man. I'm just like, whew, my thighs are feeling it. My my hips are feeling the little hip flexors there, man. They were feeling it. I just did some awesome hip flexor stretching. It felt really good. I'm going to do some more stretching when I'm done. But I eventually get down to a different parking lot that I originally wasn't in. I'm trying to get people to help me out because my phone's dead. <laughs> the the maps are all wonked out because I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, I took the fucking blue trail, and then I finally <laughs> found out. When I got back to my car, you're talking about eight nine hours after I started, and you know, about 22 miles later, when it's when it was all said oh and my done. God. Yeah, with the with the wrong way I went the one time, and then coming back and that exit the front of the park onto Route 206 and loop back around to the Appalachian Trail. Wow. So. It was going to be 19 miles to begin with. It went a little longer. I'm happy I could do it. Whitney's 22 miles there and back. Uh, the elevation gains over 6,000 feet for Whitney today. I did about 2,200, which is about as good as you're going to get in a 20-mile hike in New Jersey. Huh? So, uh, But, yeah, I was just happy for a first day back. I just felt so good this morning. I got up, dude, and I was just on top of the fucking world, man. You ever get those days where you just wake up and you're fucking yep. excited and you're you on top of it? I was I'm yep. flying up the parkway in the pitch black at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. I saw an awesome sunrise. Got to climb the fire tower. There's a fire tower on top of Sunrise Mountain. I climbed that, so that's nice. two fire. That's the two. I think those are the only two fire towers. That one and the one in Blairstown, off of um, oh one of the roads out there, Millbrook Road or mm-hmm. something. So I've hit two fire towers now, and those are like. 
Fire towers like big hiking accomplishments. We get real like worked up about that shit. So I got down. I was pretty pumped when I got down. But then I took my shoes off and there was just blisters everywhere because I wore the I wore the wrong fucking socks today, man. I thought they were gonna be thick enough and it just fucking destroyed my feet. Now, did this hike irritate Damn. your rash at all? It gave me some <laughs> new ones, dude. <laughs> oh man. But it's really awesome to hear, man, that you that the parks are open again. You got to go on an awesome hike because uh, Amanda's a, an avid hiker as well, and we've been on a couple. Oh hikes. man, you know we hiked we should... up Chimney Rock a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago at this point. Nice. And you know things like like what you're saying, man. It's like these things I'm looking for. I never really hiked before, so I'm really okay. getting into this now. And stuff like that sounds like so much fun to be out there. When this quarantine shit this. ends, dude, we'll go on a good hike. We Girls kind of hike with me before too. Girls come out with me before. I'm down. Let's do we'll it. We'll go yeah. on like I won't take you on a 20 mile trek through like the toughest park in New Jersey, but I'll. Take Take you somewhere you think i can't handle it bro i mean do you think you can handle it i know it's i can handle fight, it dude. come on bro yeah you got that oh i want to see you him i want to see him do, do i want to see you do a 20 mile hike with me in <laughs> are stokes, you sure dude. Well, i want to we'll see you it. do a 20 mile hike with me in stokes dude that would be awesome it. let's do it i'm oh totally I'm, I'm in hey johnny if you're in i'm in speaking to your girl did you cook that did, did you cook that meal or is that tomorrow I cooked an amazing meal. For What'd her you cook? What'd you cook her? What'd I made. Cook What'd you cook I her? made. All right, this sweet and sour chicken. Right. Actually, personally, I made the same dinner tonight for my mom's birthday. That's what it was your mom. That's what it was your it mom's was, birthday. But I also made it for. Tonight. I also made it for Amanda on Friday. I made it for my mom tonight for her birthday. Okay. Uh, so it was the sweet and sour chicken. I'm not going to tell you my all my my tricks though. With uh, some butternut squash on the side, and an, okay. and an, oh. a salad. With main ingredients being avocado, cucumber, and tomato. Oh, but Gabby makes one of those salads, the avocado, cucumber, tomato salad. That shit is yeah, delicious. So good. With a raspberry vinaigrette and some Ooh, fried Ooh, that's a twist. That's a little and, twist. And I like that. And some red onions. Oh, bro. And you don't even know you what to add the red onions the in there. Gabby, Gabby won't make. put the fruit in there. She doesn't like fruit in her salad. Now, wait a second. This is like no other sweet and sour chicken you've ever had before. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll give you a couple ingredients. That? You got the honey. Of course. You got the, you got the lemon Cat. juice. You got the soy sauce. That's all, I'm gonna, that's all I'm gonna say. Cat. All right. I'm just gonna okay. leave it at that. Could all you right. could you possibly make this sweet and sour for shrimp one day for me? I want is this your best meal? Is this hmm. the number? If I'm this like, is- if I'm okay, if I'm going up to, to JC Bones, I'm like, dude, wow me with your best meal. What are you making me? This would have to be it. This would have to be it. This you have, have to play my best. You gotta meal. make it with shrimp for me though, and I'll do chicken. I never tried it with shrimp. I'll try it with shrimp. You do it. The Chinese place does it with shrimp. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Guys, I I made shrimp by myself for the first time ever. Like nice. You're 35 years old. I didn't realize. <laughs> I grew, all right. I grew up. I grew up in a kosher household. I didn't know how to fucking make Wait, shrimp. You know, I thought shrimp was. I thought shrimp was kosher. No, no shellfish is kosher. Oh. But by the way, oh, easiest thing to make one and two. Damn good, man. Well, that shrimp? Damn good. The shrimp you made? Yeah, yeah. shrimp's delicious, dude. Yeah. The only way I can be a pescatarian is because I love seafood so much. If yeah. I didn't love seafood, it'd be rough. Right. I love all seafood, too. I don't discriminate. So uh, I'm really happy that my dinner was a huge hit twice this weekend in the span of a good. few days. But it was uh, pretty amazing. So, yes, one day we'll have a fourth wall dinner, and I'll, uh, I'll cook for you, you gentlemen. And and your ladies, of course. We'll have a triple uh, date. I I have to thank Bones too, actually, because the he finally 
finally was able to deliver the long-mentioned Christmas present he's been talking oh, about yes. for the past six months. I finally yep. got it the other day. Yep. It was a, uh, for the fam out there, curious, it was a fantastic Tottenham Hotspur scarf. OG, white and navy, simple, the way I like my logos. Tottenham's a cl- classic logo and no frills, old school, I loved it. Um, but wait, but where did I it, buy and you it? Got it? But you got it at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which I'm just, I still... I'm still infuriated that you've been there for a match and I haven't. (laughs) It 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 wasn't just a game. It was uh, one of their championships. It was a Champions League game. Champions League, yeah. Yeah. Bones, I got got the comments right here, man, that you got me. graphic novels I got for Johnny. Nice. Hey, so speaking of comics and sports, what do you guys want to talk about this week? Since we're talking about comics, Johnny, well, you mentioned comics. I am still on this kick where I have been binge watching the uh, MCU with Amanda in chronological order. Uh, oh, now, no. I, I've so you like seen... started with like Captain America, then like yes. Captain Marvel. So I'll, I'll go down the list that uh, how we we've been watching it. It's uh, Captain America: First Avenger, Captain Marvel, Iron yeah, Man okay. One, Iron That's Man Two, The Incredible Hulk, Thor: The Avengers, Iron Man Three, Thor: Dark World. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and then 2, uh, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and now, we actually just thought that was the last one we've watched. Oh, so dude, now- what'd you think of Ragnarok? Oh, dude, I've already seen all these movies as they were all released. So now oh, I'm okay. watching you see- it. Oh, now- I thought you haven't seen any of them yet. The only ones that I have not seen were Black Panther, Captain Marvel, or any of so the Spider-Man good. movies. I was, Those I was, four I haven't seen yet. I wasn't enthralled with Captain Marvel, but I don't have a lot of investment into character either. What? See, uh, yeah. yeah, it's because you probably yeah, don't I, understand. I've I, I, I never read man. the comic book, so I don't really understand. She's, she seems like she's like Captain she's Marvel. Kind of seems like she's the Michael Jordan of superheroes. Yeah, she is the most well. Carol Danvers and then Marvel before Carol Danvers is the most powerful in the Marvel in universe. In the Marvel universe, just like Michael Jordan, like, like <laughs> right, yeah, like he was in the NBA, exactly. Like we're talking more powerful than you know, um, a- anyone in the X Men, a- anyone yeah. ever. Like Thanos, she's more powerful than Thanos. She can pick up. The I fucking I, yeah. I gathered that much. But because she like really hasn't like outside of her own movie and like was in which uh, you seen them all you said bones, uh, I've seen them all at this point now. I haven't Endgame. seen um yeah she's, yeah, in, she's Endgame. in Endgame. I haven't right, seen have you um, seen Endgame? Have you have you yeah, seen, I've seen Endgame? Endgame. Oh, okay, I haven't okay. I haven't seen so outside of that um, Far From Home yet. It's like for me, I watched Miss Theater with you and like okay here's this movie with this like badass superhero chick and then you don't see her against Endgame, right. So it's like I don't kind of I I don't kind of I don't understand why the character I guess was brought in. But she's she's off yeah. world, she's off world, and the reason she, and the reason it's the way it is is because she has no reason to come back unless uh, Fury mm-hmm. needs her. And Fury Fury got that button at the last minute, man, last second actually, and that's the only reason you never saw her. And then wherever she was, it just took a while for her right, to get where gotcha. she was. And so the first movie, that's like the first. Um, Captain America. It's, it's right. Yeah, I understood that much. I got. I understood that it was a backstory movie. I got that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, she lands in a blockbuster right. video. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because 
you know, the way they put her in is pretty, it's just, mm-hmm. it's perfect. The MCU to me, I mean, they're rivet counters as we call it in the model train world, but you know, like comic book people, they'll nitpick mm-hmm. fucking every little right. bit. Right. Like, Oh my God. Like the red on her costume was oh, not the God. right. I know. That's Fuck I know. I hate you. that. You're shit. watching. Yeah. You are watching a movie of a character oh. you love. Just be happy that the studio paid for this right. movie to be made. Yeah, people need to fuck off when they do it's that. Not I, like, I hate that shit. Listen, it's not like it's not like X-Men that was kind of messed up. I mean, they can Fox never got Fantastic Four right. Well, now that Fox and Disney are the same, I'm hoping that they finally well, get it right. That's already Again, on the docket, There Johnny. are ways to fuck up movies. On the docket. Yes, it, there it is. There are ways to fuck up superhero movies. The DC Universe is splintered and terrible. The movies are terrible. The TV shows are amazing. It shouldn't be that way. Green Lantern is the the fucking epitome of just bad fucking movies. What a That's why in Deadpool they let him they let him kill. Was it Deadpool 2 where they let him kill the uh the green, uh, uh what's it I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it was in Deadpool. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. No, nah, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll forget. In the, in the end credits, um, in, in the end credits, Deadpool goes on like he just starts killing people. Um, and he, so he kills his version of Deadpool from the X Men movie mm-hmm. that's a mute. And then he kills himself as mm-hmm. the Green Lantern because he's played all of these dud superheroes until right. Deadpool. And he is the perfect. He's Ryan Reynolds perfect is that, the perfect yep. Deadpool. Yeah, no, he's great. He does. He does so Deadpool excited. great. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and like you know, I've I've read so many. I'm looking over. Like I've read so many Deadpool comics. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're pure gold. He's pure gold. Yeah. To get back to Ragnarok, pure gold. That was my favorite of the Thor movies. Mm, Halo and uh, oh, well, outside of all that. And uh, but one of my the Ragnarok also gets tons of points to me because it's one of the best usages of the immigrant song, if not the best usage of the immigrant song ever. And they immigrant song was in the first. It wasn't as good as in the second one, as I'm saying, like, you have immigrant song and like Hulk is smashing that fucking wolf thing on the bridge. I was like, this means fucking. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. This is my. I'm sorry. Fenris. Fenris is the wolf thing. That's Hela's dog. I'm still pet. I'm still learning all the but, character names, so I apologize. Please don't hate me. No. But I, I in love terms of, of, of in terms of oh, person sorry, who loves ahead. movies mm-hmm. and who loves watching like badass shit like that, that was awesome. That fight yeah. scene and with Zeppelin in the background, that meant everything to me. So I, I and Ragnarok's badass. I loved the the uh, usage of just how they really added a lot a lot of comedy to that movie. If if you watch it in the order like <laughs> Doc, you were watching it too. Yeah, in chronological order up to that point, that was the fucking funniest movie of the whole MCU. Thor is a fucking disaster in the movie. Thor, That's why it's oh so fucking God. funny. Him and Hulk were great in that movie. Yep. And the two I, of them are, the two of so, them are fucking disasters in the movie. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which so Ragnarok is a combination of two story arcs in the comic book series. One of them is Planet mm-hmm. Hulk. Um, and the other one, I can't I can't remember if it's Battle World or no, it's not Battle World. Um it's something else, but it's it's basically two Marvel story arcs put together, and they they did Hulk perfect in that movie mm-hmm. too. Like he's dressed as a gladiator, like he should be. Like it's it's perfect. And yes, the comedy in the MCU is what makes yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, and I, I I watched a documentary. This meeting has been upgraded by the host, and you're not now supposed to read it out loud, unlimited folks. minutes. 
Yes. You're not supposed we, to read it out loud, Bones. We just got unlimited minutes, fam. Uh, and we can give a big thanks to uh, Johnny Smarks right there. Good old Smarky. I, for hooking, hooking his I'm boys gonna, up. Gotta love being I'm a teacher. I'm going to freaking teach you guys how to not read the messages as we send them across Why? the thing. It makes for good radio, bro. Does it? Now, you know, now I want to hold on. I want to go back to, <laughs> to the task at hand. Doc, before we start a recording, Smarky, I want to ask you this. What, uh, Doc and I were talking what did you think about The Incredible Hulk? The one with Ed the Norton? The original? In, in 2010. With that, that Ed, came Norton. Out with Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Um, I've only seen it once. And it was, it, it's a throwaway. Um, <laughs> Ooh. And Bones, is about to get, Bones is about to get fierce. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Ruffalo's a uh, better Hulk. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Too fierce. Okay. I agree with you, but I mean, I'm talking about the the, the story and what the movie was about and oh. how it fits oh, in I the we MCU. Oh, about Edward Norton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Edward Norton. Um, I liked it. It was very good. I like what they did with uh, Liv. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. I'm about to yawn because I had a long day too of bike riding. Um, I like what they did with. Um... I love it. Excuse wow. me. I'm sorry. Jeez. Damn bikes! Wow, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. I don't come on. I just want to say, Doc hasn't yawned once. I'm just saying. Good for him. Anyways, um, I like what they did with General uh, with Thunderbolt Ross. They did a good job with that. Um, I wish there was more of Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, but I guess not. But um, I thought we were just talking about Edward Norton. Uh, Ruffalo was a much I totally better agree. Hold I totally agree. But I love that movie. Because I love the story arc that it tells with Bruce Banner and the Hulk. It really molds that character once you see him again in the Avenger movies and everything else. Um, but out of every single fight scene that I have seen so far and out of all the MCU movies, I love Hulk versus Abomination. What a fucking yeah. okay. fight. I love that fight scene so much. I, would, I went back just to watch that scene alone after I watched the movie a week or two ago. Love that fight scene. If you haven't seen it, go watch it just for that fucking fight scene. It's so awesome. Or even yeah. when, even when, when um, uh, they first catch the Hulk out in that big field, and um, what's the dude's name with the that train? Oh, the guy that became Abomination later on in the movie uh, got into the big fight. That was that was another awesome awesome fight scene. Question, answer. Were any of the fight scenes backed by Led Zeppelin songs? Oh man! No, I don't think so. I don't. Know I'm not interested. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? I want to go back also, Doc, to what you were saying about Captain Marvel. You know, us all being wrestling fans, we always talk about how we we miss long term storytelling, right? Well, let's look yep. at Captain Marvel and how she fits in the MCU. If we're looking at it chronologically. Her movie falls second in the string of movies, you know? So, and again, her movie takes place in like the mid 1990s. Everything else that we've seen takes place in the late 2000s and in, in, in the present time. Uh, I think we, I think Doc froze, by the way. Doc, are you still there? Nope. All right. Oh, well, Doc's no. not going to hear this, but I'll, I'll talk to you then, Smart. Yeah, we lost Doc. Oh, Doc's he's gone. gone. Uh, but. I love the long-term storytelling they do with Captain Marvel because, again, we obviously know we don't see her until Endgame. Now, now in terms of movie release, her movie did come out just before Endgame, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But if you look at it in the storyline, that's perfect long-term storytelling. And now you're going to end up seeing a Captain Marvel 2 uh, in 2022, where they're going to continue her, 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 her solo story uh, outside of, of what's going on with the Avengers specifically. And also there's going to yep. be a, um, I'm going to call it an episodic show off Disney plus with Ms. Marvel. So they're going to really continue and grow on that character of Captain Marvel. Too bad Doc wasn't here to listen to all yep. that. No, no, he's not here. Uh, but Ms. Marvel, see, Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel, you know, they're a little different. I think they're doing, so it looks like they're doing the Kamala Khan version of Ms. Marvel, which is okay. the most the most mm-hmm. recent one. Um, and if you've never read any of the Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, uh, they're really good. Right. Um, so it looks like that Miss Marvel is coming. Yeah. So it looks like uh, it's coming in 2022. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that is, you know, there's so many different people that have been both Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel that it doesn't really matter who's playing it. The characters are there. Someone can die and then picks it up again. That's how that's how that right. character works or dies or leaves or becomes someone else. But I mean, the Disney Plus shows are awesome. There's some good ones here. I am a huge Moon Knight fan. I'm so happy they're doing a Moon Knight show. Dan, if you, Dan, if you've never read up on Moon Knight, you should. I think you'd like the character a lot. Um, I'm mailing you a whole bunch of comics anyway, so maybe I'll mail you some Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> Moonshine. WandaVision. Wa- WandaVision is going to be good. Nah, man. Yeah, that uh, WandaVision would be cool. I'm I'm sad that they um they got rid of what's it called? Um Oh no, that's it. They're calling it WandaVision. It's it's the one. It's, it's, it's Scarlet uh, Witch and, and Vision and their um, their relationship. Because right? you you only see them as a couple once in Civil War, but you don't know how that happened prior to Civil War. Yep. Uh, they're also going to have uh, an episodic show with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're going to have one for Loki. I'm excited for that show. Loki. No, uh, or, both or, of those, both oh, shows. Yeah, Loki oh, and, Loki and Falcon and Winter yep. Soldier. Yeah. The, the one for Loki is going to take place after the first Thor movie when he actually stole the Tesseract. And it's going to show that period of time when he, when he first steals the Tesseract. So well, that should be some fun. Prior to the first, first Avengers movie. Is there uh, some the, comic book precedence for this, um, Smarky? For, which for one? Loki, Loki and the Tesseract? This, the story, the, the Loki and the Tesseract and the theme and what the storyline is going to be for his show? Quite honestly, I have no idea. I, um... I don't know. Um, I'm actually not up on Thor as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Oh, this oh Moon Knight God. dude looks awesome, dude. He looks like he sounds like a, Moon Knight's pretty badass. Dude, Moon, sounds like a UFC fighter. Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight is badass, guys. Out of all the ones I am most excited for, other than Moon Knight, is the What, what If series. Yes. And Bones, we were talking yep. about this the other day. What If is an awesome series, Doc. If you've never heard of this, I can send this one up to you too. Basically, it's What If. What if the Fantastic Four had different powers? What if Doctor Doom was a hero? What if, like, it's it's just a whole bunch of weird scenarios? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Hold that thought. I'm gonna do the same thing I do with you, uh, Bones. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna right, find cool. you that synopsis. I Something else really to coming out with uh, Doc uh, with um, in Disney Plus the episodic shows. Uh, it's gonna be the um, one for Hawkeye. Smart and I were talking about Ms. Marvel. And also She-Hulk, I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, I didn't know they were doing a She-Hulk. They're doing a She-Hulk. So yeah, they're going to be introducing that. her to the MCU pretty soon too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. 
She-Hulk is awesome because of the way she gets her yeah, powers. Disney's, in the comics. Disney's definitely like realizing how successful the Mandalorian was and just going to You're freaking going town yeah. on the television shows yep. right now. It's like, oh wow, people <clears throat> love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And oh, go ahead, so, Smarky. All right, so Doc, check this out. Overseen by the Watcher, and you've you've seen mm-hmm. the Watchers before, by the way. Uh, they're the weird mm-hmm. guys with the heads with yep. Stan Lee. In uh, uh, what in, movie uh, was that? In the movie. Which movie? Uh, if I think it's the first. Is the first? Gar- no, it's not the first Guardians. It was Gal- Guardians oh, yeah, of the Galaxy. It's the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Seen, yes. Yeah. All right. So, so over, overseen by the Watcher, the most offbeat series of all is revisited. Uh, revisits major Marvel moments, asking the tantalizing question: What if? Imagine a young Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four. Consider a Hulk with Bruce Banner's brain. That's happened already. Envision a world where the Avengers never existed, or one in which they assembled during World War II. The first time Jane Foster wields the hammer of Thor. A different Hulk or multiple spider people. Some of the ideas that shook Marvel's foundation began in a realm of remote possibility. Uh, so listen, like this is Jack Kirby, who is the great one of the yeah, greatest you know, Jack writers Kirby, of all time. Yep. Uh, um, so look, I just opened to a random page and uh, this one, I just opened a page and Namor is Namor is a member of the Prince, Avengers. Oh, Prince, Prince uh, Namor with he has like the the wings on his on his ankles. Yes, I know him. Yeah, I know him. Yes, him and Captain. How thick is that him book, and Captain America, the OG. Uh, so this is a this is a trade paperback. So I man, I forgot. I have to teach you everything about comics. <laughs> so what a yeah, so like what a, a trade book, not a so comic. Tra- so what a trade paperback is is multiple issues combined oh, okay. into so one like book. A, okay. So so this collects, and they always say on the bottom, this collects what if nineteen ninety or nineteen seventy seven numbers one through twelve. <coughs> so you know, so this this is a big one because it's twelve, like. This is a thinner one. Uh, this is one that Bones got me. And this is Death of Wolverine 1 through 4. So that's why it's so thin. There are some really big ones over there, man. Like, um, I'm looking at uh, like, uh, Batman Dark Knight Saga. I think that's like 600 Ooh, pages. That's like some Harry Potter level shit. But, well, that's the thing. Like, this this, this one is um, 431. Yeah, no, nice. But... It's it's twelve issues. It's not like you read it all at one time. Like right, I'm in the yeah, middle no, of the I first twenty. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the middle of the first twenty Fantastic Fours. It's the same thing. It's a book like four hundred right. pages, like that. Um, and that's how you get like, especially older comics. Like, and I give them to my dad to read because you know my dad's been collecting since the sixties. He has an Amazing Fantasy fifteen, which is where Spider Man shows up for the first time. He has X Men number one. Do you want to open up and read that? No, you don't, because God forbid you turn that page too fast, and you rip it, and that's the thing. Like these are these comics are worth no, I know, yeah, I know, I know. There's collector like baseball cards. There's a few of them that are just worth thousands of dollars. Oh, it's it's not a few. That's the thing with comics. Comics never lost their value. Yeah, well, the problem with yeah, 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 they didn't oversaturate like baseball cards. Baseball cards. No, yeah, that's baseball cards oversaturated that in the nineties. That was their problem. Once they oversaturated, it wasn't special to have a card anymore. Right. Nope. Which is a shame, unless you have <clears throat> what's it? Uh, a horse. A Honus Wagner. Uh, Definitely. Honus Wagner. There's got to be. I got. Even I got to look how much my Griffey rookies are worth, man. They, they got it. He's in the Hall of Fame now. There's got to be some sort of return on investment there. <laughs> All right. So check this out. 
Amazing Fantasy 15. This one is graded by uh, CGC, which is a comic book grading um, service. And this one is in .05 condition. That is terrible condition. The pages are ripped. It's faded. It, it's in shitty condition, right? Like, I have CGCs that are, like, in the 8 to 9. What's the right? highest, 10? At point ten, At .5 grading... Here's another one. one. For one comic book. One comic book. Amazing Fantasy UK edition number 15. CGC rating 1. This this one's in worse condition. I don't know how this one got this rating. Um, uh, $8,000. Like, here we go. Look, this is how much it jumps. That was 0.5 and 1, right? Amazing Fantasy 15 is 1.8 rating. Throw out. Throw out over, over 10. 12? 12. Mm-hmm. 15. 15. 13,995. Wow. Jesus. Here's, a, here's another one. This, this one is 2.5, $16,000. Like, they never... So I have a question. And these are great. I have a ones. question. Does, does Kevin yeah. Smith just buy all of them? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sure he's got them. Like, here, like dude, who's check buying this one these? Out. It's, it's right? crazy how expensive they are. I guess rich people. I guess it's like a lot of rich people who are into it. it. It's yeah. like, it's like yeah, stocks. Yeah, I guess. Think okay. of it that way. Or like it's investment. It's an investment. Check this yeah. out. Right. It's investment. Here is here's an amazing fantasy 15 CGC rated 6.5. I'm gonna go with 35 grand. Which is pretty big for something this old. We're talking, what is it, 1962, I think? Yeah, 1962. So, might getting closer to six figures then? No. 60 grand? 65? The buy buy it now price is (laughs) $92,000. Wow. Wow. Whoever's buying that shit should have bought my college for me too. Right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, same thing. (laughs) X-Men number one. Let's let's try another one. So like your dad's got X-Men favorite. number one? And he's how's it and how's it graded? How's See, his your dad's graded? Uh his his aren't okay. graded. Um his are, you know, childhood collection. So like these aren't these aren't as as expensive, but so an X-Men number one rated at three point five is fifty eight hundred dollars, a two point oh at forty two hundred. Um, here's one that's not rated. Oh, number 12, X-Men number 12. And this is, this is where the prices start getting normal. X-Men number 12 is famous because it's the first appearance of someone named Juggernaut. Bitch. I'm a Juggernaut, bitch. There it is. Mr. Juggernaut, bitch. (laughs) Don't you know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Bitch slap your ass. Um, (laughs) so this one has... Ariel this one has bitch. 20 bids on it, and it's... Oh, yeah, let's just keep going with this. Get off me, bitch! Oh, I am. I'm the dude, bitch. Shut the fuck up, Charles. <laughs> I gotta go, wa- oh, I gotta go man, watch that. Oh, it's been man. so it was long. like my life story, senior year of college. <laughs> oh, my favorite line is the one where he goes... Oh man, you're the way I'm the drunk you now, bitch! So like, <laughs> what was the name of the, this one's the name not of those great. guys that did that? I remember they were from Ooh. Chicago. I don't even remember. They were like a little production I'll, team. I'll look they, did a bunch of, they did another um, funny one with um, Sugar, not bitch. with um, 
Oh, they, with with it was another X Men or no? It might have been Ninja Turtles, and they were fighting a Sasquatch looking video guy. They kept calling him the Shack Squatch, and any time <laughs> like Shack Squatch yelled in the film, it would just go, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. I was dying. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe, brother, brother, brother. Um, Kobe, Kobe. Oh, I just, I just clicked on a wrong thing. I went to the scene from X Men Three where he says, "I'm the drug." Which happened after um, the skit. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. They took oh, yeah. that from the skit. The yeah. Nope. My way entertainment. <laughs> my way entertainment my way entertainment yeah so those guys are those guys that's a pretty oh, funny uh sploofs um so real quick i just i'll do one more so x-men number 12 20 bids 341 dollars so like i like but that's the thing like some appreciate mm-hmm. some don't i get a lot of my comics from midtown comics um which is uh a chain of three stores in manhattan uh and i think they have an outlet store in um in Astoria Queens um shout out to my buddy Ernie from Berkeley who works Ernie. there um congratulations he actually just had a baby Ernie's baby um so like there's a comic I'm re- I'm looking for right now um you're you're going to think this is funny but the thing volume 2 I think it's number 50 number 50 no, number 15, I think. Is this it? No, it's not. But they're like three bucks, right? They're not even worth anything. But like you collect you collect individual issues of things you want to read, right? Um, I just happen to want this one for a very famous re- for a very funny reason, not a famous reason. Uh, a very a very funny reason. Um, in X in the thing volume 2 number 8 the thing has his bar mitzvah. What? The thing is, the thing is Jewish. He's Jewish? The thing, thing is, is Jewish. Jewish. Wow. Are there other yeah. Jewish superheroes? Um, the Hebrew <laughs> Hammer. <Duh. laughs> okay. Because, um, like, you know, I mean, I put... Is he up there with, Wait. like, Hank Greenberg and, like, other great Jews of all time? <laughs> <laughs> Sandy <laughs> Koufax. All right, so... Do, <laughs> so, in... In um okay, so you want to go in Marvel? So in in Marvel, ones that you would know, um that are that you like ones that you would know. They're Jewish. Uh, Moon Knight is Jewish. Oh. Yeah, Moon Knight is Jewish. <laughs> the Thing is Jewish. Two Gun Kid, which is an uh, older is, one. Mm. Uh, White Tiger. Ready for this? Um, because you guys you guys watched X Men yeah, a lot growing up, right? Iceman, Legion, Magneto, Polaris, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Shadowcat, and Wicked. Magneto's Jewish? Jewish? Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's he's he he escaped uh he escaped Nazi oh, Germany. Oh god, how can we forget? Oh. That's right. That's that's where I started. That's right. Yeah. I didn't watch the yeah, X-Men. I don't, I don't remember are... the X-Men show as a kid. It's been so long. I gotta binge watch it on Disney Plus yeah. or something. In fact, in... like here here's more useless knowledge about Marvel Comics. Magneto is based off one of the leaders of the JDL, which is the Jewish Defense. Oh shit. League. It grows deeper. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, and Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, they're Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Um, in DC, I, I don't know how much in DC, how much DC you guys know. Um, Batwoman, um, if you know The Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan. Yep. Firestorm, Hal Jordan, mm-hmm. who is Green Lantern. Lantern. Lan- Lantern. Lantern is Jewish. Harley Quinn. Really? Okay. 
um, Sandman, the Golden mm-hmm. Age Sandman. And my favorite, because this one actually is based on Jewish tradition, a guy named Ragman. If you watch... Um, if you watch the the Arrowverse, Ragman is in there, and Ragman's powers come from ancient robes, uh, from from like the biblical nice. times. Yeah, man. Well, Doc, I think we have to brush up on our comic book knowledge because Smarky just I mean, I, I, the shit I, on I, I, I've said it before on the show. <laughs> I've I've never I've never read a uh, comic book in my life, man. Wow. Wait, really? Yeah, you never I, read I, any comics in your life? No, I never got into comics. Wow, really? I was a baseball card kid, man. Wow. I, I picked the wrong investment. <laughs> well, I have a lot of baseball cards. I'm going to sell to you. $92,000. Now, all right, well, so Smart, I have a question. Are there comic books that mm-hmm. were released and that wound up not doing well because of oversaturation over time? Mm. That is a question I actually can't answer. Um, I'm not really sure. You know, modern mo- a lot of modern comics don't have the sales like that the older mm-hmm. ones do. Right. Um, but that's like everything. Like I collect Transformers figures, or I used to. I don't really do it anymore. And the older ones are worth much more money than any of the new ones. Right. It, I mean, they overcharge for reissues, but newer ones definitely don't have like the the value that like the Generation One from the eighties okay. have. Um. You know, it. That's just how um, it is. It's it's um, it's funny. Another thing with comics, when you compare it to baseball cards and the dayness, is another reason. You know, one of the reasons I used to like baseball cards so much and be a fan, a stat like person. I love stats. Is all the stats were on the back of the on cards. The back that of was the cards. Yeah, that's how cards. you got to know who the players were. Right. You know, back in the, when I'm seven years old and the Mets get a new player. You know, like when they bring in someone like when they run like Vince Coleman. To play it, I wasn't exactly sure who Vince Cohen was. I had some baseball cards when he played for the Cardinals. I'm like, oh, this dude steals all the bases. And he came to the Mets and he probably sucked a big bag of dicks. But... He was pretty bad. <laughs> and he threw a firecracker in a fan's face at Dodger Stadium. Yes, yes. That's why I know this yeah, guy. He's a fucking wacko who threw a firecracker in a fan in Dodger Stadium. Jesus. Fucking whack job. He's on Dyke. You know, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Dyke. Doc's <laughs> just like in that, that Pete Rose category of fuck up. <laughs> Doc, since we're on the topic of sports, we just had the NFL draft uh, last week. I think it was at this point. Yeah, uh, it was. I, I, I know you were watching it. You were talking about it, uh, everything leading up to it. So uh, what is your take on the draft? It was easily the most watched draft ever. I mean, every day was, it was, the only, it was the only sports to watch. I've never watched all like I, I watched well, almost the whole draft. Okay. I think I watched. I only have ever watched half, and this year I definitely watched more than half. Um, it was pretty cool what they did, and I don't know if any of you guys watched the draft at all. But usually, what happens is it's in like a big like like they've done it in Philly before, and they've done it in Chicago, and it's like a big festival that goes on for three days. It's a festival for football fans essentially, and they even have music performers too. Usually, like popular music performers, mm-hmm. and. The commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, comes out. He makes the picks, and usually the high round picks are there, and they come up and they do the hug and the whole thing. Obviously, this isn't going to do that. So, ESPN and NFL Network, who run the draft together, they set up freaking cameras in anybody's home essentially who wanted it, and all the GMs and all the head coaches and the owners. So you're sitting there like when the Cowboys are picking, you're in Jerry Jones' house watching him. You know when? No, 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 no. You're in you're in Jerry Jones' yacht. <laughs> no, it was his, that was his house. I thought. No, really? I think it was his oh, yacht. Wow. <laughs> you were in yeah. Jerry Jones' really rich thing that he owns, 
And he couldn't even hold. He couldn't even hold a phone. Same. Himself. You get like then you have like for the Giants, Gettleman's up there with his uh, uh, COVID nineteen mask because. So the Giants GM is a is a recent cancer survivor. He recently okay. beat leukemia not too there not too long ago. And he had people working his house, so he was wearing a face mask the whole time. And then the best was <laughs> the head coach of the Titans, Mike Rabel. <laughs> his, they accidentally caught his kid taking a shit on camera. What? In the bathroom. <laughs> Did I miss that? Oh, there's a video. It's, it's, the thing. it's like, so you know like how mirrors, if they're set the wrong way, they bounce like reflections yeah, yeah. in random places. And there was a lot of questions. And there's a video back there. And you see Rabel's kid on the fucking can like this. <laughs> then, and his other kid had a fucking mullet. It was it was oh great. God. So you got to really see some of like the personalities of like the the coaches and the players, and you know, and you you kind of got the entertainment value of it a little bit. Uh, the couple weird things like they there was a lot of sad stories. Like they seemed like they harped on sad stories too much. Like they were, and they seemed like they were digging for sad stories because you can't interview the guys afterwards because there's no one home. They were having, they tried right. to interview Joe Burrow and it was a fucking disaster. Um, there's really not much, you're trying not to be too negative because of the time. So yeah. everybody's just kind of like skirt. It wasn't the, the, like analysis wise, it wasn't the best draft. The ESPN has two big draft guys, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. Todd McShay wasn't there because I think he has the coronavirus, so he wasn't even there. So it was in terms of oh my god, yeah, in terms of anal, anal, analyzing the draft for the analyst, it wasn't the most and it wasn't the best, but it was still entertaining. And honestly, you know what you're getting. It's the days after the draft when the scouts start talking and the right. anonymous GMs start talking. Yep. That you know you got. So since then, I've listened about the Giants, who are my team. And I'm quite pleased with what they did. They drafted a beast offensive tackle out of Georgia named Andrew Thomas. He's going to protect Daniel Jones on the line for the next, hopefully, five to ten years. And he's going to open holes for Saquon Barkley. Right. He's, played, he's played he's played he's played SEC ball for the past three years. He's given up five sacks in three years, which is fucking amazing when you're an offensive tackle. So and a lot of the guy and a lot of the things you're reading now is most teams had him at the top of their tackle board because you can't you know he's a football dude. You know he's it's not like one of these guys where there's oh he's a great athlete and the talent's not quite there yet. You're not sure. The talent's there, he's an athlete, he works hard. He's exactly who you want. So I'm happy with the pick they made. So happy with their second round pick. They get the best safety in the draft. So you get the best tackle, best safety in the draft. Drafted a couple other linemen, um, an edge rusher. They drafted only positions in need. It was it was one of it was the first time they haven't had to make flashy picks like the quarterback last year with Jones and the running back with Barkley two years ago. They could just focus on the meat and potato shit that really gets you to championship football. And I'm sick of the Giants. They've been the shittiest team in the league the past three years, so I'm mm-hmm. sick of it. Yeah, and Doc, bad. I want to get your take on the news about uh, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski going to Tampa Bay. Well, so Brady, Brady is <laughs> not a surprise. Everybody knew he was leaving New England. Everybody knew Tampa Bay was a likely place where he would go. I think a lot of people were talking about Las Vegas for the Raiders, the place for him, the Los Angeles Chargers, who just cut ties with Philip Rivers, um, who's now a cult. But going to Tampa makes sense for him. And then. Um, the Gronk thing was, I think, a little, and I think the Gronk thing might have had something to do with COVID because is Gronk? Are they still paying Gronk WWE now? He's under is, contract. He, he was still under contract. So he's got a contract. I'm surprised he hasn't been 
like yeah. release. Because what are you really going to do with Gronk if you don't have shows and like big things? Right. Just bring him in on a just bring him in on one off performances. Mm-hmm. But now he's playing in the NFL again. I mean, most NFL contracts like you can't have a contract with another. Like the days of Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson are over, and Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman are over. Mm-hmm. Like teams, it's a liability. There's too much money involved now. So is Gronk still twenty four seven champion? Yes, he is. That's all I want to see. So, I want right, to see a twenty four seven title change on an NFL Sunday. Yeah. That's what I want to see. So I have, I have, I have two things I want to I want to ask you because you are much more of a sports person than me. I mean, I love watching sports. I appreciate sports, but you are more into the stats and everything. So one, why didn't Brady just retire? He's not ready yet. He doesn't want to retire. Okay. He thinks he's forty two. He? he he thinks he he wants to play till forty five. He thinks he's still got it. He's not. He's that he's definitely not in terms of like just raw talent. He's not the best quarterback in the league anymore. That that award definitely goes to Patrick Mahomes now. I don't think anybody would uh argue that. But I um agree. Yeah, but I, agree. I mean he's still Tom Brady. He's he's won more than anybody ever. You know, the Patriots still won the AFCs next last year. You know, that'll be interesting to see. This will be the first time yeah. the AFCs has been a free for all since that year Tom Brady got hurt. but yeah he doesn't want to play Gronk I think just came back because I think I think Brady just talked him into it he's like dude I I need a tight end here I need a tight end here I need a tight end here even though they have OJ they got OJ Howard who's a good tight end but now they're gonna have Howard and Gronk well OJ Howard's not gonna be playing as much well you gotta remember in New England all those years they ran those two tight end sets especially when um Gronkowski and uh, what's his face the guy who fucking killed the dude Hernandez once, mm-hmm. When them two were there, you know, like, and those two were, I mean, those are the two biggest receivers on the team. Brady loves throwing the tight ends. So, you know, getting yep. Gronk's top three tight ends of all time in terms of receiving, you know. The thing with Gronk is he's made of glass. Like, he's going to be he's gonna be hurt by week yeah. three. Mm-hmm. And at least he's going to have somewhere sunny and go sit on the beach when he's hurt now rather than cold-ass Foxborough <laughs> in the middle of freaking fall and winter. <laughs> you know, Spark, you've been up there. You know them New England falls and winters. Fucking miserable up there in the fall and winter. Terrible. They're yeah. terrible. So now at least it's in sunny Florida. So here's... It doesn't... And it, here's my okay, next yeah, thing. Yeah, what's your next thing? <laughs> my next thing is, do you think Roger Goodell is going to let... There's going to be a lot of noise here for a second. I have to plug in our recording device. It is about to... Womp womp. Do you think... That Roger Goodell is going to let Vince McMahon have a title change halftime, during a game, after a game. I don't think Goodell. Do I don't think happen? Goodell would necessarily be the one you have to convince. I think you'd have to convince the Glazer family that owns the uh, Tampa Buccaneers. I think that's the first thing you'd have to convince. But I mean, for the twenty four seven title, I mean, it's has a twenty four seven title change. Someone's our troops gonna run up behind Gronk door and warm up on the fifty yard line and pin him in the middle of the stadium and run away with the belt, and that's how it's gonna go down. And it's gonna be on Sports Center. It's gonna be the top play on Sports Center if they did. It would unquestionably be top Sports Center's top play of the night if they. I, they I want to see our truth climb the touchdown post and jump off and jump on top of Gronk. See that I think. I see that's I think where they would draw the lines. I think that's too much of a risk of contact. But that would Brock. be that. That would make headlines. Everyone would talk about it. It'd be a lot of cross promotion between the NFL. <laughs> okay, and I have a question. If you're our truth, and you're jumping off that top of that goalpost, do you want Rob Gronkowski, who's never fucking wrestled a day in his life, down there catching you? Pra- practice, bro. Mm, practice. True. He's a football player again. <laughs> he can't practice like that now. It's not the same right. agreement as it was before. Well, if, he, if he's going to, I don't be think. In Tampa, I don't. 
I don't know if Gronk would have done this without COVID either. I feel like if WWE were going as normal, Gronk might not he have agreed to come out. He might have just right. stayed with this. But I mean, WWE has to. I, I'm assuming they have nothing for him right now. Right. So why not? Yeah. Why not no. go back to the NFL? He can obviously still play. I mean, he'll go out mm-hmm. there and you know put up. 800 to 1100 yards and catch seven to 11 touchdowns he'll do right. that still as long as brady's fucking got it still and i i don't see a drop off in brady's form at all if anything i think right. you're gonna see some new fan of brady now that he doesn't have belichick running running his his playbook is he now the longest reigning 24 7 champion gronk longest reigning no yeah the longest oh that's an interesting question he's i don't been, think yeah i think it, remember wrestlemania was wrestlemania ta- but you remember wrestlemania was taped a week or two it was like almost was a month there. ago too yeah yeah so that was, was almost right. a month ago i had another two weeks on top of that oh that's an interesting mm, question that's a good, good question has wwe just quietly forgotten about the 24 7 title no they <laughs> they talked about it and on that Raw. is they, how they, they talked about they congratulated gronk from going to tampa bay okay and I believe it was on SmackDown. Michael Cole mentioned, you know, he is still a 24-7 champion and has to defend it anytime, anywhere. So they made a reference of that on WWE television. The, the only time you ever see active players take, like, you know, things. I remember, like, you'll see them, like, maybe, like, give a, give a move. Every, you'll never see an active NFL player take a bump. Take a move, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I remember, agree. like, when Brandon Jacobs was on Impact on TNA, who used to be a running back for the Giants. It was right after the Giants won the Super Bowl, and they were a big talk. So, TNA had him on. Brandon Jacobs loves wrestling. He came out and he speared somebody or slammed somebody. I forget the specifics. It was a long time ago. We're going back to 2007 here. Right. Might have been, yeah. And, um,. The other, the other one I could think of is Clay Matthews, which I think was it was after like a big Packers win. I don't know if anyone won the Super Bowl, but Clay Matthews, a linebacker for the Packers, and of course they're famous for the discount with the belt. Aaron Rodgers with the discount double check mm-hmm. and the belt thing. They always had the big gold belt on that run. So Clay Matthews, I know, speared some. Might have been Dolph Ziggler. He took out, of course, <laughs> on SmackDown years ago. It was in like Green Bay or Milwaukee or something. So you'll never see more than that. Like Gronk is not catching our truth off of a of a goalpost. It's just okay. not happening. Our truth would never. Our truth would never agree to do that. He's smart. He's one of the but, smartest workers out there. That's why he's still doing it in his late forties. But it would be a cool a cool moment. It would be a great moment, Just but saying. Gronk is it, it, you have to Oh, you and your fantasy booking. <laughs> you really Shit emphasized work. the fantasy part when you I talk know, about your fantasy hey, I, I I got a crazy imagination. But since we're talking about some WWE, let's go transfer over to that since we are in the week leading up to Money in the Bank 2020. Couple a uh, couple things happened within the past less than 24 hours, probably the past like 12 hours. They un- We just got a news Uh-oh. alert. Oh yeah! Just now, did we? Well, hold on. Let me let me give you my news uh, alert. Yes. Let me know what your news alert is. Oh, I just saw Wade hit up the chat. All right. Well, hold on. So they announced today there's going to be a fatal four-way tag team match for the SmackDown tag titles with the New Day defending against uh, John Morrison and the Miz, uh, the Lucha Lucha House Party, Lindsay Dorado Sorry. and Grand Metalik, and. Uh, the Sorry. Forgotten Sons, who are now new to SmackDown. Sorry, over the past couple of weeks. Now, unfortunately, though, right after that was announced, we found out that Jimmy Uso is going to be on the shelf for six to nine months with a knee this injury. This is breaking. Like, wow. Like, yeah, it just happened. No, I, I saw this before we started recording. Fam. No, see, D- Dave Meltzer oh, wow. reported it before we started, so I already saw it on Wrestling Observer. 
Okay. Because that, that's where you get your, your facts from, guys. You got to go to the dirt sheets. Got to go to Dave. Got to go right to Uncle Dave. There's no facts on a dirt sheet. I know. Sheet. But anyway, so that kind of sucks because now this is two uh, potential big tag team matches at two uh, consecutive pay-per-views that have now been foiled because of injury. Ugh. This That would have been a very, very good Fatal 4-Way match with the Usos involved. Uh, Usos, Miz and Morrison, Lucha House Party, and even Forgotten Sons. Because we all cannot forget how the Forgotten Sons looked when they did that other Fatal 4-Way ladder, ladder match in NXT. That was amazing when the Street mm. Profits won. That was a great, great match. So this match yeah, was no, really absolutely. helped. They're, yeah. good, they're good wrestlers. They're just gimmicks yeah. kind of lame. They're gimmicks kind of lame. You know, yeah. I'm not saying the match still won't be good. Unfortunately, it's not a ladder match. It should be. But it's still going to be a great match. But it sucks now that Jimmy's going to be out for six to nine months. That is a lot. And they just came back, too. So do you see maybe like Jey Uso goes on a singles run maybe for a bit? That, that's going to be hard. When you get Jimmy and Jey Uso twins who were bought up as tag team rat. I don't know. I think with them it's going to be hard because which one of them ever actually shined? There was no like Jeff Hardy or Edge in the group. Dude, they, half they the time I can't equal. even tell I can't even tell which one's which in the ring. Who's who? So they are so it, identical. So it's very unfortunate, but um hopefully Jim Uso can get back by six Absolutely. months and they can get back because the tag division is starting to really grow in WWE. I was talking about this with Maddie G this week on nothing to wrestle. You know, tag division has a lot of depth to it right now. You know, uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, Austin theory and angel Garza, essentially uh, you had, you know, the Usos were back. You use that word depth with uh, uh, whatever. No, right. please elaborate. What you, you don't like the word depth. There's no depth in, in that, tag team yeah cool we have a whole bunch of random wrestlers what, put together what so what, what you're talking about cedric and, and ricochet that, that's exactly. a great tag team two guys they put together but they are a great tag team who's the one that you're referring to why can't we have names why can't why can't why can't we tag just team have names, names though why can't we name tag teams i don't know why creative doesn't do that if you're going to make a tag team make them a tag team by giving them a name that helps solidify the well look Strong at Edge power well yeah well look at edging christian they were just Edge and Christian. They were huge stars. Not, not when they started. Beforehand. Not when they, they started off as a tag team. They were just yeah. Edge and Christian, you know? Yeah. They were in the fucking yeah. brood they when they started. The <laughs> they were the brood. That's right. I forgot. You know? They were now, the brood. Now, listen. All right. I'll relate this to this. You know how we always say sometimes the man makes the belt or the belt makes the man? In, a, in this situation, the men or women in the team make the team or the name makes the team. Let's think about Cesaro and Sheamus. No one bought into them until they became the bar. They needed that name, that cohesive name to make them a unit, make them a team before they started to get over. They were not over as just Cesaro and Sheamus. Fair. All right. I can get it to you. Yeah, the bar. Hold on. Hold on. I, need to, yeah. I need to dust off my shoulder real quick. Yeah, Fair. That one. That was, I mean, that's just my take. I think at that point, the team doesn't have to have a name. Like, let's link of, um, I was trying to think, oh, man, I have this team I'm thinking of in, from the 80s that I can't think of who they are. I'm not going to waste time. Um, Power and Glory, Warlord and Barbarian, Powers Warlord, of Pain, Demolition. But they they all had names, though. Like, those, they, those, those Twin yeah, they needed them. They needed a name. Twin Towers. But remember, Natural Disasters. Now, I don't know. That was a great oh, tag team. Typhoon, awesome. Oh, hell yeah. It was awesome. a big boys. Loved it. Big so, boys. 
I want to do a quick rundown of the card for Money in the Bank. We don't got to go over, over predictions if you guys haven't been keeping up with it, but let's just go over the card real quick. And then I want to talk to you about how the main event is being panned out. But you guys may have heard, so if you have, we're going to elaborate a little bit on this and also get our takes on how this potentially might go. So right now the card as it stands is the uh, women's, I'm sorry, SmackDown women's title with Bailey defending against Tamina. And as much as I shit on Tamina, I have to give her credit for being someone who see I who have told you she's good found her footing and has been plagued with injury she has a title shot at a major pay-per-view so good for her she's not going to win but good for her this is her first singles championship match i believe in her entire 10 plus year career with wwe you know so good for her for at least the women's title she might have challenged for maybe she might have challenged for the divas title on tv oh davis maybe yeah maybe yeah uh, all right, so the next match is Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Uh, very much into this story. If you saw their contract signing on Raw, it was awesome. You don't need a crowd for these two. These two were awesome on the mic. Universal Championship match, Braun Strowman, our Universal Champion, defending against the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Yes, it has a built-in storyline. Don't know where it's going to go. I want to see what happens this week on the Go Home Show. Uh, and then we have the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. Now, before I get into the contestants of the two ladder matches, did you guys hear the latest news and update on the ladder matches? The Money in the Bank ladder matches. First of all, you guys know it. You guys know that it's happening. I know know the Tower Tower location, yeah. But now both the men and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches will be happening simultaneously. They're going to be happening simultaneously. So this is going to be... Are they going to fight each other? A clusterfuck happening all throughout Titan Towers. Now, if they do the cinematography well, it could be really, really, really good. Hey, listen, if there's one thing WWE's always done well, it's production of videos and cinematography. They're really good at that shit. They have that going for them now. Interesting that they have the men and women happening at the same time. It's going to be cool to watch how they kind of cross paths. It intrigues me. at times. It intrigues me. Does that mean they're going to have two separate rings set up on the roof now with the women's briefcase and the men's briefcase? Probably. Or is it all going to be one ring and they're all going at the same time for these two briefcases over one ring? Dude, Run down the participants for me. All right. So in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, we have Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. And in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, it is Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin, Otis from Heavy Machinery, and the final uh, contestant is vacant because Apollo Crews injured his knee last week against uh, knee or leg oh, last week against Andrade. Uh, so of course he had the poor dude. Yeah. So the final contestant is going to be determined on Raw this coming week uh, in a last chance. Last chance gauntlet match. The contestants for that have not been announced yet, but we'll find out on Raw this week. It's probably, I would think it's all the losers of the qualifying matches. That's what you would think, but for some reason they, they said the contestants have not been announced yet. But we are if it's a last chance, you would think it'd be the people who lost. But So I don't know what kind of twist they're going to have in this one. So if you think about it, that's going to give you guys like MVP, Austin Theory, uh, Drew Gulak. Who else was there, guys, in the qualifiers? Do you guys remember who else there was? No, I'm forgetting. <laughs> oh, so Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro was there too. Cesaro and uh, Murphy was the last person. So that sixth person then 
because there hasn't been a sixth match. Oh, and Dolph Ziggler. Sorry, Dolph Ziggler. So the winner of that. See, I can see them throwing Ziggler in there and okay. kind of having maybe him and Otis kind of make their someone, way. I'd rather see someone new like Murphy or something go in there. I wouldn't mind seeing Austin Theory hop in there. <sighs> yeah, or and, Austin, and then yeah. maybe you want to talk Cruz. about a huge push on short notice, oh, and then oh, Apollo Cruz comes and and prevents him from winning, which which continues Apollo Cruz's storyline with Andrade. Ooh. All right. That that's a build. I think that's the best thing for them to do. If Apollo Cruz is legitimately injured and cannot compete in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which would have been a huge first step in his career, he needs to come back, go right into the mid card scene, and face Andrade and fucking have a clinic of matches. He could lose the first two or three. It's not going to hurt him because he's still going to look strong in the matches and eventually win when it matters at, at SummerSlam. Yep. Right. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. So much potential right now, you know, so much potential. And isn't it crazy? I know you guys haven't been keeping up with it too much, but like Maddie and I were talking about this on Nothing to Wrestle this week. That's two shameless plugs. Um, (laughs) The landscape of wrestling is changing. I mean, it happens every year after WrestleMania. And I'm sure that COVID, this global pandemic has a lot to do with how it's changing now. But the answer to everyone's prayers is coming to life. Young talent is getting more TV time, and they're continuing storylines. If anyone's going to fucking complain about this shit on Twitter, they need to go fuck themselves and just shut off the goddamn TV then. Because <laughs> this is what we've been fucking complaining about for the past, oh, God, for friggin' five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Right? We're getting what we wanted, but it's still never good enough for people. Fucking hate social media. But regardless, but I think it's great. You know, you ha- people have to give it a chance. You're... You're still missing a lot without the crowd there. You're missing. You're losing the vibe. I don't. That's think, the weird thing. That's the hardest thing for me. It's the vibe. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. What, what what kills it is how much dead air there is. Like you could watch anything else on TV, and there's always like some kind of white noise in the background. When yep. you watch wrestling, if they're doing promos, even during a match, if the commentators aren't talking, you hear a pin drop. You can literally hear a cricket in the t- in the rafters. Because it's so quiet in the, in that in that building. Yep. They need to do something to add some kind of a- white noise. AEW is doing it better with that because they have people who are in the they, last couple of weeks socially distanced exactly. from each other. You know, mm-hmm. you have heels on one side, faces on the other, on the other, and I love and I that love helps that. to kill all that negative space. Yep. You know. Yep. And I think that's what kind of kills the vibe with WWE. But you still can't take away from what the performers are doing. Because yeah, there's they just like any other week, the shows have their ups and their downs, but. Performers are putting on a fucking hell of a show. No, they're not doing anything. Like Bianca, Bianca Belair, Austin Theory, Angel Garza, uh, Otis and Dolph Ziggler is still a compelling storyline, even without an audience. Sonya Deville is killing it on the microphone, and she's, she's really totally become a breakout star right now because she finally got the opportunity to pull away. Like, dude, there's so much good happening right now. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm very happy an interesting storyline. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with what I've been seeing on wrestling lately. Uh, and of course, NXT. I was talking to Maddie about this. NXT, so much is happening on NXT. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Killer Cross, the North American Championship. And they're going to get Gargano some Charlotte new damn theme the, oh. music. I know they got Candice LeRae some new theme music. They're going to get Johnny some, Gargano it was some still, new theme music. I think Candice LeRae's may have still been Paramore. Just I, thought a you said she got, I thought you said she got, oh, she got a different song. Different song. Was it? 
better than he, I mean, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about more. Yes. For, uh, well, this one was definitely a lot better because this one fits her heel character now. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. more for Gargano. I, yeah. I hate Jar- I hate Gargano's entrance team. Yeah, I, I think if Candice has it, I think Gargano's. Candice's new theme is freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, this this week or next week, I should say, uh, Gargano's facing Dijakovic, so maybe we'll check it out Wednesday for his new theme song. Yep. Did you, Did you uh, speaking of Wednesday night wrestling? Did you see the uh, the, the the dynamite TikTok thing with uh, the inner circle? No, I did not. Oh my god! Oh my god! It is so good. Oh, no, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Do you want? They it? got some good special guests in there. They got. I said they got Ted Irvine, who's Chris Jericho's dad, a former hockey player. They got Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Yep. <laughs> uh, they got they got the fat jet ski guy from Tiger King. <laughs> they got um, <laughs> which is easily the best scene in any Tiger Kings when he's riding that oh jet ski. I still haven't shooting. watched Tiger King, so I don't get it. Um, they had they ended it with Vicky Guerrero. They had Lou Ferrigno, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, nice. we, we were talking about the Hulk earlier. Bring OG it back. Hulk. Like that. Yeah. Awesome. That was cool. I got there. It was and it was like, you know, it was it was well done. The inner circle's hilarious, except Hager. Hager still can't cut a fucking promo. But yeah. the rest of them are great. We mm-hmm. the people. See, that was great for him because it was three words. Yep. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you know it's crazy though? So, know, he can't cut a promo, but when I met him at a House of Hardcore show, he was very well spoken. And that makes me very sad. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's not smart. He just doesn't have that same. He doesn't have that thing that I know, that Sammy and Jericho that, that and, it and, factor. And, yeah, Santana and Ortiz it. have. Well, yeah. he doesn't have the promo factor. When he gets in the rain, he's fucking great. Yep. Right. Yeah. When yeah. he gets in the rain, you you, for, you forget about all that shit because he's such a yeah. great worker. Oh man. All right. Well, guys, this was fun. We chatted about a lot. Chat about hiking and the blisters on Doc's feet. We talked about the MCU, some comics. We got some knowledge shed on us by uh, none other than Mr. Smarky himself. Some of it might be wrong, well, by the way. That's just how I understand to- the Marvel Universe. Well, yeah, please, if, if Smarky is wrong, make sure you correct him on social media. Please. He loves, he loves being tweeted at. He doesn't have a Twitter anymore. It's there. Uh, but, it's there. But definitely... Oh, he, he he doesn't go on it though. But no. tweet at us at no. Fourth Wall Pop and uh, let us know what you think about Smarky's or Instagram false, at false getting, news. Instagram at Getting Grilled <laughs> Podcast. News. At Getting Grilled Podcast. Yo yo, d- don't plug your other show. You on plug this your show. other show, motherfucker. What you, yo, who's in charge of the network, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. We are a part of the network. We are in charge. But on that note, fam, that's all the time we have for today. Before I jump through the screen and we get into a little wrestling match of our own, thank you you so much. Do you not like sneezing? Do you not like sneezing either, Vince? Wait, say it again. Do you not like sneezing either, Vince? He's making fun of you. Oh no, I don't like the word backbreaker either. (laughs) And don't you dare call that belt a strap. Yeah, right. It's not a strap. It's a championship. Uh, on that note, fam, thank you for tuning in to episode 73 of the Fourth Wall Cast. Damn. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow us on all social media at Fourth Wall Cast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's the number four, T H W A double L C A S T. And be sure to follow the Fourth Wall Pop Network on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop, F O U R T H W A double L Pop. Goes the weasel. Oh, I like that down and That was good. Uh, be sure to check out the network and hit subscribe yeah. so you never miss an episode of the Fourth Wall Cast. 
Crossroads, Big Heck and Weight Adventures, the new show by Johnny Smarks, Getting Grilled, Doc is bringing back Kayfabe Classics, and myself and Maddie G on Nothing to Wrestle With. So be sure to hit subscribe oh, on any yeah. social media. Oh, I'm sorry, I did it again. Podcast platform, so you never miss an episode. Again, I am. Ooh, I'm gonna show you where show you where to <laughs> Once again, I am your host, JC Bones. Follow me on Twitter at JC Bones and on Instagram at EMG underscore JC Bones. Doc, tell the fam where they can find you. You can find me on the Instagram, D R H A S E number four W C. And keep an eye on that. You know, when I was talking about the hiking before. I'm going to be documenting a lot of my hikes leading up to my Whitney trip in September. Kind of give you guys the road to Whitney. So be sure every to check time, out and every time vlog. Yeah, so what's going to happen is every time I get to the top of like a mountain, I'm going to point to a like the Whitney mania sign because I'm on the road to Whitney. <laughs> oh, my God. Go like, <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to look at somebody and challenge them to a hike off in Southern California. Just point <laughs> Because that's oh, how you challenge awesome. for a match at WrestleMania. You don't challenge for it. You point at the no. sign. You or you give it. one of those looks where you look at the side and go. And then you look at your opponent and your opponent goes. <laughs> that worked once for Triple H and Undertaker. Right. WrestleMania yep. 27. And, it never got, and it's never been done cooler. So they should stop. <laughs> but, but wait a second. But, but this year you did have Bray Wyatt point and then Cena grabbed his hat and tipped his hat to, to the Fiend. Anytime Cena, the of the hat. Like, anytime, anytime Cena goes into super, super, super fan Cena like that, I can't do it. That's that's mm. that's. I, I just it's too corny. That's like Cena. Uber white me baby face John Cena. Like, you got it, son. I'll see you at Mania. I want to see. I want to see Cena cut some more raps on the Fiend. Mm. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. That was yeah. by far. That was just an amazing match. That was so cool. I, I, to this day, I, I, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever. It was just different. It was so cool. Yeah, and it wasn't even a real match. It was uh, it's like a thing. cinematography. It was, it was yeah. fucking. It was great. It was, it was done. A movie. It was like watching like Wrestle Magic is a thing. Wrestle Magic, and that was Wrestle Magic right there. Oh, mm, I like right. that Wrestle Magic. That was Wrestle Magic. Look at the other thing. We've some seen really, it so many times. Wrestle Magic. It's a thing. There was some really, really really good stuff from those matches and I really like especially like it was like movies at times like like mm-hmm. it's like I was watching an action movie fucking yeah. cool so doc tell everyone one more time where they can find you on Instagram so they can watch your hiking vlogs <laughs> and and all the other stuff D R H A S E number 4 W C no one cares about the other stuff they just want to see you get blisters I and over to our third man Smarky please Tell everyone where they can or cannot find you, and also be sure to plug your new show, Getting Grilled. Getting Grilled, an interview show with very interesting people. You can find me on Instagram at Getting Grilled Podcast. That is now where you can find me on social media. It is the only place because Twitter sucks. I'm sorry. It's just toxic. It's very toxic, and I'm done with it. That's um, the word. So uh, you can find me at Getting at Getting Grilled Podcast. First episode probably dropping this Tuesday, 2 p.m. Nice. 2 p.m. every Tuesday on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Getting grilled. It will not feature uh, Doc Haas or JC Bones because we have not been formally asked to be on the show. So we're going to protest against the show. But we still want you to listen to it every Tuesday at 2 p.m. 
I get no respect around here. You're still the third man, bro. Uh, on this show, I'm first in life. Can I please be on the show? Can I please be on the show? I want to ask you real quick, because if I ask you real quick, maybe you'll say yes and Bones won't beat me, because Bones beats me when okay. I ask things like that. Yes, Hoss, you can be on the show. <laughs> Doc, you can be on the show. Oh, it's fine. He's going to save the best for last. Oh, my God, he's here. He's here. He's here. Get away from me with that. Get away from me with that frying pan. I'm not Roger Rabbit. When I killed your brother, Eddie, I sounded just like this. Uh, we watched that movie. It's on Disney Plus now. We watched it the other day. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, it's such a great movie. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, man. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the cameos by I'm Howard the bad. Duck, by I'm the way. I got to throw that in there. Howard the Duck cameos. That is a comic Guardians that Dan needs to read. Oh, man. <laughs> Howard those the are, Duck. Those are so Dan, good ones. do you know who Howard the Duck is? I know of the name. Oh, Howard. Have you ever seen the original movie? Oh, the it's Duck? so bad. Oh, you got to find it. But Hold on that on. note, fam, that's all the time we have for today. So once again, if you enjoy the show, tell all your friends and please help show your support by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Help this thing grow and grow and continue to be your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall Cast, and we are here to make it pop. Goodbye and good night. Have you guys watched that Jordan documentary yet? Last night? Yeah, yeah. That no. shit's good, man. This guy so right here. Who's that? Is that Donald? Howard. Howard. Oh, that's Duck, Howard bro. the Duck. That motherfucker looks like Donald Duck. That's Howard, bro. He's a Marvel superhero. Yeah. Look, he's he looks the like Avengers. Donald Duck. He looks like angry ass Donald Duck. Who is this?